Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Hey. So today we have the lovely Hannah Brown. She's a television personality lifestyle expert, New York Times bestselling author. She was on The Bachelorette, The Bachelor Dancing with the Stars. I have followed her journey. I'm so excited to talk to her today. I loved her as The Bachelorette and I just think she is so adorable and so funny and just herself. And I think that's so awesome. Hannah has her new podcast, Better Tomorrow, which you can find wherever you listen to your podcasts. She likes to discuss a variety of topics, uh, relationships, love, faith, making time for yourself. Better Tomorrow, it's out now. Let's welcome Hannah. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round to join us on this journey as we take a little ride we'll talk about dogs and kids and things we'll talk about chicks and tampon strings we'll talk about boys that make you cry we'll talk about death because people die I love the way it sounds in this. <laughs> you do. Feels so official I right? do when I'm on other people's maybe sometimes not on my own <laughs> because I don't know. It's actually good for me because I can be a little bit like all over the place. <laughs> what is it? What's the podcast? So my podcast is Better Tomorrow with Hannah Brown. And I chose to name the name Better Tomorrow because like a lot of people during COVID having a hard time, I was having a lot of like health stuff go on and I was listening to somebody else's podcast. I think it was Oprah actually. It was like a Super Soul <laughs> Sunday. I still can't remember I've got to find the actual episode, but this guy was on and he was talking about how he asked himself this question every day and it's, am I better today than I was yesterday? And the whole goal of that is taking like just a pause. And when you ask yourself that, like there's going to be some days you're going to say, yeah, like I actually was. And this is what I did today that can make today a yes day. But sometimes there are no days. You're like, no, like I was shit today. But when you take that moment when you've had that no day, usually it's not going to follow another day where your answer is, no, I wasn't better. And so I was like, okay, I, I feel like I'm having a lot of no days right now. So I took that message and I just put like a little index card and put it in the mirror that I always walked by and started asking myself that and it led to better tomorrows. And so that's kind of how I came up with the name. And that's really the goal of any conversation that I have. There's so much noise out there. And there's a lot of competing conversations. And for me, if I can have, you know, an hour of somebody's time, I want it to be impactful in some way. It could still be fun and silly and goofy, but that they feel better I agree. than they did before they press play. It's not just, they're not like, okay, what did I just listen to? And why am I feeling like sad or icky or like I just wasted my time? Yep. So that is the goal of every conversation is just so people feel a little bit better after they've listened. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what we say. We're like, if you come away with one insight and one laugh, mm -hmm. we did our job. Yes. That you don't feel like you just wasted an hour of your precious time because your time is precious. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we only have so much and it's like, we want to get something out of it. For sure. I really like it. 
I'm so hard on myself mm. and I think I should just be perfect at everything as soon as I do it. And it's something you have to like learn what your strengths are, what you can work on in front of everyone. Mm. Yep. It's a very vulnerable space. That's been hard, but I've been very open with my listeners about this is something that I always struggle with. And I haven't been like pretending that I'm not trying to get the hang of it. Right. So that's given me a little bit more freedom to just relax into it and figure out what works, what doesn't. And I've been upfront with everyone about it. So well, it's that, like, if you don't want to be yeah. a part of me learning, then, <laughs> then this is probably not the podcast for you. So something I've always admired about you from obviously Bachelor Nation, mm -hmm. where, you know, people got to know you, you've always been so yourself and upfront. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I think obviously, so many people relate to that and love you because of that. And I just admire it so much because there's so many people out there they're put in the public eye, whatever you put on a persona and you've just always been so yourself. Thank you. I haven't always been that way. I think that was what was really unique about my experience is The Bachelor being a, a contestant. There was something that um, the producers, I guess, just like opened up for me. I think because nobody had ever asked me how I feel about things. Well, I've, no, like I truly, um, I, I mean... I, I've done a lot of therapy on this. I finally was asked about myself, but in an unsafe place. I've learned that now. Mm. But for me, it was like this freedom that I had. Of, oh, you actually want to know how I feel. And with that made me actually, for the first time, I think, fully be myself when I knew that people are watching. Like my yeah. friends knew who I am. And my friends, like when I they've watched the shows, like, oh, no, like you are exactly who you are. I mean, sometimes questionable decision making, but you are fully yourself. That was not the case in the past. And so that's why sometimes when I start new things, I always feel the struggle because I know that people love the real me, but there is this, uh, I guess, pattern in my life of always trying like, I, I'm like, oh, but I should be this way. Mm. It never works. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I still in my brain have to always fight that. So I'm really thankful for The Bachelor in that way because it f actually gave me the freedom and to see that people actually like truly who I am, not what I think a cookie cutter best version of myself is because right. then I'm actually just a discount version of myself. Do you think some of that, because you grew up in the beauty pageant mm -hmm. world, does it root from there? Yeah, I think it roots from there, but I always just like, I had that's like, I think Brene Brown talks about this or Glennon Doyle, like good girl, bad girl. Like I just always want to be good. I want to be good at everything. I, I want to be, nobody can say anything bad about me. That kind of started before, but then of, of course pageants probably like accelerated that like stereotype of myself that I thought I needed to fit into. So for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's when it got all messy. I was, we're talking about my, my hair color. Like I finally have got it to where I'm like, <laughs> oh, like very still natural, but you know, just lightly putting some color in it before I was like, somebody told me I should be, if you're going to be blonde on stage, you need to be blonde. I mean, I completely changed myself or whatever. Usually some old men who have never done a pageant before told me <sighs> what to do. So I've definitely done all that. And yeah. I don't even really completely relate to that person. And that was pretty young. So I, I guess I learned it early at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, but still it's a, it's a battle and everything. Whenever I start something new or putting myself out there, I have to continue to, to fight out that that part of me that wants to curate something. Mm -hmm. so everybody feels it. They're like, "What? What are you doing?" That's right. I, you can tell when somebody's being 
fake or just withholding and well it's also something one of the things that I like to ask myself is like what is the impact of that Mm -hmm. right and so you can deliver a version of yourself that you think people might want to digest well but what you're really doing is causing zero impact and like by Mm -hmm. you sitting here today being like I'm learning and I'm struggling and I'm you know trying to get this thing and it's not perfect that has an impact. Mm-hmm. That helps the people listening being like, oh, fuck, thank God. Okay. It's not just me. It's not just yeah. me because there's nothing, not a thing that any of us can do for the first time and nail. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people are like, oh, but you've done, you know, you've done interviews before. This is probably easy. No, it's not the same. Right. It's not the same. I've never like helped produce something before. But yeah, I think it's always refreshing whenever I meet somebody that's done whatever I want to do. I do think I have the willingness to always like ask. And I think like, that's great. What are you, what are you doing? Because I really <laughs> yeah. like it and I'm trying to figure it out. And so maybe one day people will be like, oh, I've watched her like in the beginning and then she's figured out and there's going to be people that are going to be asking me, what right. did she do? How did you learn? And I think it's just being honest about where you're at, where the pain points are or were, and hopefully giving guidance to other people when when they are in a place of, I want to do something, uh-huh. but I'm scared. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And what, are you doing it on your own? Or are you the, are you? It's just me. Yeah. It's just you. See, because like, if I didn't have Olivia, I don't know that I could do it. <laughs> like, of course you could. Well, no, because like I lean on her so much, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I just admire like you, you're, Oh, the first podcast by myself, I tried to do it. That was the first thing I ever did. A solo episode, so hard. Oh, oh my all goodness. All the way all by yourself. Just you. Oh, like just by myself. Oh, and what okay. were you talking about? I was talking about um, kind of what we just did. Uh, I knew if I was going to start this thing, I had to start it honest. And so I was just basically like, yeah, hey, I'm doing this, but I'm super scared. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing. So just like, can y'all just hang on and let's get through this. And it kind of went through how and times in my life, like how you just have to like do something scared. Yeah. So that's kind of what we talked, uh, what I talked about, but you can have all that in your head, but then I don't know, there's something that happens when you're like, oh, a bunch of people are going to hear this, <laughs> which is weird because on like Instagram stories or bachelor, sometimes that didn't bother me, but this it's, it's all on me. Though. Right. Yeah, it's also, isn't it a different level of vulnerability too? Yeah, I feel like it's a new chapter of my life, first of all. And yeah, it's like in your thoughts completely. It would know, like you have to make the direction of where that goes. It's not, oh, I'm speaking and then somebody else decides what that storyline is. You kind of have to figure that out. What's going to be helpful, useful, entertaining? How can we balance all those things so that a lot of people enjoy and get something out of it. Right. And I feel like the uh, listeners can feel like if you're really into wanting to have this be a journey together, or if it's just something that you're doing because you can, but no, like I'm really wanting to connect and that's fun. Yeah. You can tell the difference, I think, from Mm -hmm. wanting to connect or some people doing it just for career purpose, you know, just to keep. Yeah. But I think that's something you've always done and you've been in the public eye now for, gosh, like, Maybe almost 2019, so yeah. that, like four or five years. That must be crazy, right? It's so, crazy. Like just to be thrown into the public eye and everyone witnessing everything you're going through and experiencing. 
How did you deal with that? Um, not really well. Uh, <laughs> I I went from Tusc like I lived in Tuscaloosa, Alabama my whole life. I went to college there, and I always wanted something more for my life, but. I think there were times where I was settling or looking around me and like, oh, is this it? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be happy with? And some, like, yeah, there are parts of it that were great, but I always like kind of wanted something different. But I never could have expected, like, I didn't even really watch The Bachelor before. So I you didn't, didn't? know. No way. My friends, like my some of my college roommates, I remember, I can remember watching like a few episodes. I'm pretty sure I watched like, it was like Caitlin and... Jojo. So that, was that Ben season? That was Ben season. Uh -huh. I watched like um, a few episodes of that season. And then I was in a relationship. I was going to get married. I was oh, like a young, oh, wow. little, young little girl. And I had also was in pageants. I was Miss Alabama USA. And um, that was kind of how I thought I was going to get out. I was like, oh, like I'll do this and this will help me in some way. And I'm going to move on with my life at this point because the white picket fence living, you know, on a farm in Alabama is just probably not working out right now. And do I even want that? Right. I don't even know if I want that. I think I just thought I did for a little bit. And yeah, I get like a random phone call and I didn't even know who nominated me for like the longest time and it ended up being a videographer for me like showing around Alabama. So it all like, I really like Miss Alabama is how everything happened. Oh, that happened. makes sense. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, and I didn't know what I was going to do at this point. I'd like settled. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I really did believe I could do anything. But then I realized like, what did you do? So I was kind <laughs> of like in this place where I was like, why not? I mean, then I started researching, I guess like Ari's season was the last one. So I bought that. And I didn't even know what to be paying attention to. I was just like so broke that I'm like, okay, how many dresses am I going to have for this? Oh. Like that's, I found some of my notes from that time, like my oh, journal. Amazing. And literally all I was writing down, I'm like, what? All I wrote down was how many cocktail dresses I would need. <laughs> and, and like that, I get a rose, like they give out roses each week. Like I didn't. You didn't know. Yeah. No, no understanding of it. Wait, so. were you still in the relationship at no, this point? No, this was when I had like, I won Miss Alabama right after like everything I broke up okay. with or they broke up with me, whatever. It was all really weird. Um, so I had like a year of. Got it. So you were. I was ready. I was like ready. Yeah. yeah. And I thought like I was in that position or at that time. I'm like, oh yeah, I can be ready to get married because I thought I was. Right. So I went in so pure. Oh my gosh. I thought like, oh, this has opened up to me and this is this is what God wants for me. I'm supposed to go on this show because I'm not pushing at all. Like even getting nominated, like there's so many people that I guess, I don't know what it's called, audition or put themselves, put their application in. So I was just like, eh. Put their application in. I don't know in. what they do. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what they do. Yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just kept going through and they kept asking me to do more things. I was like, I guess it's happening. And even being a contestant, you don't, not everyone has a trajectory of people caring about their life. And then to, no. ever, to become the bachelorette, never thought that was going to happen. But then it was like <laughs> bachelorette, dancing with the stars. All, I was on three ABC shows in one year. I was like 35 Mondays out of that year. Like it was crazy. And yeah, that does something to you that yeah. you can't really quite prepare for. Right. And it was also not just like um, people know who you are, but your personal life out right. for everyone. And I didn't know how to 
cope with that. I'd never gone to therapy and I just like shut everybody out. And so just kind of like was in my own little bubble and just ready for whatever else distraction came up. So I did not handle it well. It took COVID and a lot of like setbacks to really get the help I needed. Cause I've always, uh, my mental health has been something that I didn't know how much help I needed with, um, or I actually did, but just didn't have the support. And so this was a lot on my, on my brain and my emotions and not knowing how to cope with everything. So I'm in a really good place now, but that was a hard time. So when you say you didn't deal with it well, what did that look like for you? Um, it was a lot of like isolation. I didn't like, I, after, I mean, I got engaged one time. I always forget about that. Like I (laughs) legitimately forget about it. And I wouldn't even come home. Like I didn't, and I just let a producer actually, because I didn't have any friends here, find me a place to um, live here. And I wouldn't go home because I didn't want to talk to my family really about Mm. it. So I just moved here and then I knew I was going to do Dancing with the Stars. So I just went straight into that. Like I could not talk about how I felt. And anytime I did, I just had like a, a meltdown, breakdown. And so that's what I mean. It was just a lot of isolation or distraction with my phone and with people who really don't know me. Right. Because people who really don't know you are not going to really ask you how you're doing or know that when you say, oh my gosh, I'm doing good, that that you're that you're lying. So that happened. Then of course, COVID happened and I had a lot of personal stuff. Like my, my family was going down and it just all kind of just came to a head. And But in that hard time is... Now I can look back and be like, oh, wow, it really allowed me to grow so much, challenge myself. I'm proud of the person I am today. And I feel really grateful that I still get opportunities to do things like I'm doing now. And I don't think I could even be grateful at first. Mm -hmm. I was just in survival mode Mm -hmm. of like, I don't know why this is happening, but like, I guess I'm going to take it because uh, I don't know what else I'm going to do right now except cry. So let's just keep (laughs) going. And now I've done all the crying. I've done all the, well, I'm still doing all the work, but it's really nice to be able to be like humble, humbled for sure. I think everybody needs to be humbled and realize what you have. And then now just grateful for anything that comes to me. And that's really awesome. Broad Ideas is supported by Talkspace. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace by doing everything online. Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. When you've met your therapy goals or simply want to cancel, Talkspace has a simple cancellation process and will work with you to get a prorated refund for unused time, if applicable. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, we all have them, and be a guiding light. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com ideas. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com ideas to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by ZocDoc. You know that feeling you get when you finally find the thing you've been searching for on the internet? After spending hours researching and reading thousands of reviews, 
you find it. This thing, whatever it is, you know, those old platforms, shoes you wore in high school that were super fancy and glittery, checks literally all your boxes and it has five stars. Oh, and it arrives in just 48 hours. So why is it that you can get the most random, wonderfully reviewed thing from around the world in just two days? But if you want to see a good doctor, it can take forever to get an appointment. Not to mention, how do you know if they're even good? Thankfully, there's a way. It's called ZocDoc, a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews, many with appointments available within 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. Go to ZocDoc.com slash ideas and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash ideas. ZocDoc.com slash ideas. I think that it's so cool. Like you've gone through this whole experience, but now you can come out of it and Mm -hmm. say what you did. And you're in a loving relationship now, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So how did that come about? Yeah. So I was, I finally got over (laughs) just a run around with, a kind of relationship. I don't even know what I'd call it. Um, <laughs> and then I was just with one of my friends and I'll just never forget. She was like, you should just do a dating app. Let's just do a dating app. So she like signed me up for one that night. We booked a trip to Cabo and went to Cabo and then came back and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just like start doing this. And I, I really got so lucky. I had fun with it. Uh, didn't really care. Yeah. I didn't care. Right. I was just like, I just need to go out and start dating. And maybe I just want to date like a normal person. Like, I don't know. And went on like a f- maybe three or four dates before I met Adam. And yeah, I wasn't in that place of really wanting to be like serious with somebody, but he really kept pursuing me. And he was the one that was like, look, if you're like, with other people, like, I don't want to really do this. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, at first I was like, I, I, I don't want to get in a relationship. And then when he was like, he's seven years older than me too. He was like, I really like you, but I don't know if I'm, I'm just, I'm just dating you. So that's kind of what I'm wanting. And if you're not like, just let me know. So then I'm like, fuck, okay. I really <laughs> like, it. I mean, he's a good, he's a really good guy. So he's also worked with me a lot with our relationship because I have had a lot of hurt um, mm. through all that. I've hurt my own self. Other people have hurt me. Like I definitely take responsibility for ways that I have not been healthy and I've allowed for different things to happen in my life and relationships. And I told him, I was like, okay, if you want to do this, like I am really effed up. <laughs> so I cannot like guarantee like what I, I'm working through stuff. And he's been so great. Like we went to couples therapy just so I could be able to tell him like why I have the doubts and the struggles that I have. And he was so willing to do that. And we just have great communication, great, great communication. And I'm so grateful for that. And he has been so patient. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's, I mean, in my belief, it's like you call in soulmates, Mm -hmm. right? 
And oftentimes it's not what people think. It's not like, oh, you call in your soulmate and everything's peachy. It's like, no, you call in this person and then we get to life together Mm -hmm. and we get to face all the things that come up together. And to me, that's what a soulmate is, is someone that can hold that mirror to you and be like, this is who you are. Yes. I would definitely say that, that we both can do that for each other. I think the reason we work is we both, we say this a lot, we don't need each other. Mm -hmm. I don't need him. I think I'd be sad if it didn't work out, but I'll be okay. Right. And he would be okay because we're both like whole individuals. Yeah. And we have chosen to be with each other. Right. I think there was other times in life that I'm like, I need this person to love me. Oh, yeah. I need them to see that we're great together. I don't I don't feel that pressure because it just feels safe of like, oh, you're cheesing me every day. I'm cheesing you every day. Right. And I can be a complete and total mess. And that doesn't make him love me less. Right. Because he's, he's chosen me. And yeah. and. One of the things one of my friends told me like years ago in college is um, choices lead, feelings follow. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we go off feelings, but our feelings can change so quickly. I have already been happy, mad, sad today. Right. So if I'm, right. if I'm making, and then all the actual feelings that are come down from those. So if I'm making my choices based on my feelings, then those are always fleeting and I feel like I've, for the first time, made a, a decision about a relationship where I've, I've chosen this person because I love who they are. I love how uh-huh. they make me, f- they how they lift me up, and I love that they have their own dreams and their own goals, and they're always working on themselves, and then they lift me up to do the same. And it's just a really nice place to be in. But I think that is one thing that I'm so glad my friend said to me because I go back to it all the time and anything that, anything in life, like, okay, why am I making this choice or am I doing this thing because right now I'm feeling actually really anxious or I'm feeling lonely. So I'm going to do something that's going to fill that void in this moment. Or is this actually when I'm like looking at what is this going to bring to my, is it going to be additive to my life? And if it's a no, then okay, like, I guess I'm just going to have to sit in the lonely or the anxiety right now because it is going to go away. Right. Yep. And I don't right. need to make a, a a choice that is just trying to make it go away quicker. Right. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think that, you know, and my therapist always said, like, you can survive anything, mm-hmm. right? Like you go through it, it can be so hard, but you come out of it. And what I love what you said was that you guys don't need each other, Mm-mm. right? So you get to that place where you feel totally okay, alone and mm-hmm. happy even, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's when you draw in the right people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that. I think so too, but there's been a lot of unlearning with that. Mm. Like I I definitely think, uh, well, I know my therapist and I, we do a lot of like EMDR and uh-huh. um, IFS, isn't that inner family system right now? Because I mean, I remember the first time and I've been in the relationship. I'm like, I don't even know if I actually understand love. Like, I don't think I know what love is because I haven't had, um, I think the experiences I've had have been really like, uh, there's been so much chemistry and like, it, it feels so great when it's great, but it feels, I feel completely broken and not okay if it's not. Mm-hmm. 
And, but when it's gray, it's like, it, it's amazing. And I feel like, obviously we have great moments. I wouldn't be with him if I wasn't attracted to him. And we didn't have chemistry. I think it's important to have that, but it cannot be the thing that is holding the relationship together because as I've learned, then it will fall apart. But that has been a lot of me having to unlearn. I mean, there's sometimes I've looked at him and be like, there's part of me that because I um, I thrive and I think I thrive. I don't actually like, I think my nervous system is used to chaos. I'm like, sometimes I just want to blow this shit up. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do something crazy yeah. that you'll be like, this is not what I want to be for. I'm like, I literally will have moments where I'm like, I want to start a fight. I want to do something so irrational, but I think it's because that's where I feel comfortable, comfortable. even though it's safe and I feel seen, that can feel uncomfortable if you're not used to it. Yeah. It's your organizing system. Mm -hmm. So you're used to chaos. So when you feel comfortable and safe, you're out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So your natural pull is going to be like, let me fuck this up somehow Mm -hmm. so I can feel right. I mean, I told, I've I've cried about, I'm like, I used to be so much more fun when I was messed up. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of fun. uh, (laughs) There were moments where it was fun. Um, But yeah, I I know that this is the choices that I'm making that are going to, I've seen and felt like I can fully be myself and not have to be a show. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, especially after everything you've been through, just to kind of come out of it after all of the work is so cool. And I think it's such a beautiful thing for young women. You know, I know a lot of ladies, like they look up to you Mm -hmm. and for you to have gone through this journey and turn it around and now with this podcast and the book you wrote, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's such a positive model. And I'm not saying you're doing that to be a role model. You know, you're just doing it for yourself, but it's still so cool. I do think it's cool. And I, I think it's cool that I had the opportunity because I'll always be grateful for the Bachelor um, franchise because that's how I have everything that I have. But I think a lot of girls watch that show and they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Or oh, And that is not real. Right. right. And there ha- obviously have been couples that have that's how they're supposed to find each other. That's right. I, that's why I think people who are scared of dating apps or even going on these TV shows, it's like, you never know where you're going to meet your Right. Um, but I do think the couples that do make it out, uh, there's a lot that you have to uh, work on after because that is not a normal situation. So people are watching these shows and sometimes thinking, Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful love story. I wish I had that. And they've watched my experience and I love that I have the opportunity to talk about all the ways that I've messed up in relationships all, and, and people see the way I've handled certain things in a, in a wrong way. And not that I'm like figured it all out, but it's cool to be able to go on this journey. And now I feel really excited and thankful that I do have a relationship I'm really proud of. And it's something that like I would want for my friends. Right. And that's cool to be able to share that with other people, but also in my own boundaries of what I want to share. Your own boundaries. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I didn't but, know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I think is really important about what you shared is it sounds like, and tell me if this sits mm-hmm. with you, is that you went from having those kind of relationships where 
something I learned was I was actually using people and I didn't know it, Mm -hmm. using them to feel high or using them to feel sad or using them to fill the anxiety or anything. And I remember someone was like, you know, you're using this person as a drug. And I was like, wait, what? I'm not using him. He's using me. And they were like, no, you're using him Mm -hmm. to get high to feel depleted, right? Like all of the ways in which addiction comes forward, we can use people. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that was kind of the state you were in. And then when you get in a healthy relationship, you're not using someone anymore. Exactly. And then you have to like come down from that. Well, you have to learn how to... To, to yourself. To, that's right. Yeah. To regulate your own nervous mm-hmm. system and be like, what are the things that I actually need to feel peace, to feel calm? And you have to shift that and then just be in communion with someone. For sure. Yeah. I always say um, my addiction uh, was validation or significance to somebody else. Right. Uh-huh. And like I, people in my family or people I know like suffer with everybody. Ha- has some something I think at some point in their life I mean I don't want to generalize but for me uh my addiction was to looking for worth from other people so that I could feel it for myself I couldn't do that on just believing that I was worth it I had to like seek out accolades or get the guy that uh was hard to get yeah who wasn't there and be like oh but we have these moments where I people don't see this like he he does like we we he does love me. I'm special. <laughs> I'm special. Right, right. Because I can get there with him and nobody else can. It's like <sighs> no. Like I, you shouldn't have to fight that hard. I actually like love should be easy. Like you're always working on yourself, but it yeah. shouldn't be like that shouldn't be the that shouldn't it shouldn't be that hard right. to be able to communicate with someone and have them communicate back to you to feel like they've got your back and that they are your biggest cheerleader, but you can be theirs and you also can have your own independence. Like it shouldn't be that hard for all those things that are important um, in a relationship to be there. It's always work, especially in the beginning. It shouldn't be hard. I'm also curious what you do because the need for validation, I think that's really common. I think Mm -hmm. that's a really common human experience, especially for young women. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I still feel it to this day, there's certain things I do to work with that aspect of myself. And I'm curious how you've worked with it. I mean, there was a, at first when I kind of like recognized it, then I just like weirdly like caved in, if that makes sense. Like because I, re- I realized like, oh gosh, I feel like nothing without this. So like right now I kind of feel like nothing. It's still something that I, I really work on, but I think the gratitude is what's been really important for that. Just like being actually grateful for whatever, wherever I am and whatever season that I'm in. And when something great does happen, it's not like, oh my gosh, because they see me and they, they finally get it. It's like, oh my gosh, like I feel so grateful that I've been able to have this experience and opportunity. And I think that's what actually keeps you humble because validation is like you said, like these highs of like, oh, now I'm worth it. Because then you'll have like the crash of now I'm not. And I just kind of stay like, I'm just grateful for everything that I have. Yeah. And um, still, of course, like I want to be successful 
I want to do things that I feel really proud of, but it's because I actually just feel proud of them. And it's not because like I needed to feel proud of myself. Right. Because it never, it's not sustainable, right? Because no. you can get the validation and then what? Yeah. I mean, when I, which this is like a little thing, I mean, I mean, I guess it's a big thing, but like even just dancing with the stars, like when I did that, I was like, I, I'm winning. Like I literally was like, I, I have to, because if not, I'm going to like freak out because everything else that I just did, like didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So this is the thing that I need to happen. And then I did win and it did not feel like anything. I was like, what's next? Oh, right. It just yeah. literally like, what's next? Immediately. Immediately. Oh, wow. Wow. And that, and then that really hurt to recognize yes. that. I'm yeah. like, this was such a cool experience, but I um, was not in the right mindset for it. Right. And that kind of that sucked. Yeah. Because all right. I cared about was I need this little hit of significance because I am really hurting. So I just, I, I need this. I need this. Oh, and then yeah. it didn't do anything. Wow. Right? Yeah. Because it doesn't do anything. It right. It didn't do anything. Right. Because no. it's not about any of that outside yeah. stuff. It's all the inside stuff. That's also yeah. kind of scary. It's so start. scary. Isn't it? Because oh, you, it, well, it, it's sometimes I think when people realize that too, it's like hope is taken away a little bit mm -hmm. because you always thought it would be the thing and then you get the thing and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, so then what? Right. That to me is where all the inner child work is the most yes. impactful work yes. because it's natural to want mm -hmm. those things and to be able to go inside and be like, it's okay that you want that. It's okay that you want to be seen. Mm -hmm. All of those things and like working with that part of you that still craves that and not shaming it. For sure. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Now get 20% off every IQ Bar product, plus free shipping when you text ideas to 64,000. So I've been trying to eat as healthy as possible. You know, a little bit healthier goes a long way. And I've discovered a truly healthy protein bar that makes you feel great and it tastes amazing. IQ Bar. It's packed with plant protein, brain nutrients, and fiber, and there's next to no sugar or net carbs in the bar. IQ Bar is the only bar optimized for your brain and body. It's packed with brain nutrients, plant protein, and fiber, all with next to no sugar or net carbs, plus it's super clean label and delicious. IQ Bar is great for your brain. It's formulated with six key nutrients shown to support cognitive energy, performance, and health. No more midday slump. IQ Bar is a delicious crash-free breakfast or afternoon snack that'll help you win your day. Now get 20% off all IQ Bar products, plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text IDEAS to 64000. Get your discount. Text IDEAS to 64000. That's IDEAS to 64000. Message and data rates may apply, so see terms for details. So I've just started that like deep stuff. I think talk therapy is great mm -hmm. and it's something that I'm really helped me so much. But doing that, like going to the parts of yourself that yes. need healing. Ooh, oh, yeah. That has been <laughs> a gr great. 
but it's hard and it is scary. And it's weird how your mind will like block things out for you and say like, no, we're not ready for this. I just, um, last week when I was home, we were about to dig into something that I knew I need, um, that there, there's definitely something there, but it was so crazy how my brain was like, nope, we're not, we're not going there yet. Oh, and that's wow. okay. But there have been things that I have been willing to go to and heal and be with that part of me, that like eight-year-old self that really needed that part to come in and, and make them feel safe. And that's been really cool. It sounds so weird and woo-woo. And it does. Bitchy, but it's, it's so important and it just is it's just something it's real it's real it's real yeah and it's been so beneficial but I say that I have a scary closet and (laughs) and for me it just like I was just stuffing so much stuff in there that it went it just busted out and that's not fun so so then I was like trying to like shove it back but now we're just like pulling one thing out at a time I think that's I think that's healthy just pulling one thing out at a time we're folding it up and then we'll be ready to one day open that closet and see everything's there. It didn't mean it didn't go away. Right. Still, it's still there, but it's neatly like filed in my brain to where these triggers aren't coming up and I'm falling into these patterns in times that I don't need those responses anymore to yeah. fear or anxiety, um, yeah. stress. Right. In life, it's all about like reactions, right? And mm-hmm. what you you have to kind of train yourself to unreact. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Respond. Respond. Oh, yeah. yeah. Reaction good. rather. I mean, you want to respond rather than react. Right. Yes. Yes. And what I'm, it sounds like y'all done all this work too, or are <laughs> doing it. Hasn't it given you a little bit more compassion for other people? Like there's people I don't necessarily like get along with or like want to be around. And then you're like, oh, but they're not just awful or they're not just somebody that just annoys me. Like they have their own stuff. Right. Yeah. That they're just working on. And right. that has been great for me because sometimes I'll just be like, mm, don't like that person, not going to be around them. <laughs> and now I can be like, oh, the f- people probably felt that way about me or still feel that way about me. And it's just triggering some part of me that I still need to work on. Yeah. And that's been cool. Yeah. I always say our triggers are our gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, every time we get triggered, it's just our body telling us we have something unresolved that needs to be looked at. So it's like, is it even about the other person? Usually not. Usually not at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. I have stuff that when I get triggered by something and I literally physically react, like I can feel it in my body because your body stores it. I'm like, what the, I have no control over this. Like Mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on? It's so awful and painful and like, you know, and it's just like trying to figure out how to respond and not react, but it does store it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a process. And then I'm like, how long is this going to be? And it's like forever. Till you die. And then what? Who knows? (laughs) We don't know yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm hoping that that is what's on the other side. It's just full peace. And but then I think like some people who don't do any of this stuff, like that doesn't seem like a, a well-lived life. I like that I'm constantly growing and finding out more about myself <laughs> because then I can live this life a little bit better. Absolutely. And that's cool. And I don't want to just feel stuck. That is the worst emotion for me ever. It's just when I just feel like 
nothing stuck and I can't get out. It's like the worst. It's the worst. It's 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 way worse than just like sadness or um I mean grief is is hard too, but just feeling just stuck in whatever that emotion is that I hate it. I've been there. Don't yep. like it. So the only way out is through and we're doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's through. Mm-hmm. Oof. I know. I just think about it and I'm like, I don't want to cut her I don't again. Do this. Yeah, I don't want to do it. But it's it is necessary. Yeah. You know, and like I said, going through it with everybody watching too is mm-hmm. is a whole other level of Yeah, and very like personal stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, relationships, everything that comes with that. Uh I felt a lot of shame. There's so much that came out of having everybody kind of see me at my best and my worst. Mm. And now you have to do all the work in, in private. And I think sometimes that's how I, even with the podcast, like now I know I'm showing up differently and I'm like, oh, but people liked me for this other version of myself and I'm just not that anymore. And being okay with like, I'm glad I'm not that. And if that's what people connected with, that's that's okay. But that can't keep me stuck there right. no. um, for other people because I need to move on for myself and just um, respecting and validating me and doing what I need to do um, instead of just trying to tap dance around for what I think other people are going to like. So that's also been a little bit scary with this new podcast is I think sometimes people loved that I was like kind of all over the place, which I still am. Just um, we're we're also just talking more about trauma and trying to get better, and it is all uh, you know crazy. But that's probably been the hardest thing that coming back and doing something new, knowing that it's okay that I've changed and grown, and people are either gonna hop on the bus with me or they're going to wait and find somebody else that they connect with yeah. more. Yeah, she doesn't watch any Bachelor stuff, you okay. know, so she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. really like what love it your situation was or anything I mean can you give her a little recap of like yeah. some of the stuff so <laughs> I was on The Bachelor I uh, I became The Bachelorette but it was kind of like unexpected because usually it's like the top four and I left like oh like the sixth or seventh person to leave and so I didn't really like think it was gonna happen I dated Colton which ended up you know yeah he's happily married to a man now yes. so yeah. that's a, what a plot twist <laughs> and um, did you guys know at all, like during the season? And I did, did read all this, it? by yes. the way. Oh, so I, you know. Well, anyway, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, uh, I actually um, did a podcast. He came on my podcast and we talked about it. And when somebody says they're straight, you have to believe it. You 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 can't be like, no, you're gay. But mm. I mean, you can think <laughs> it, but you have to kind of believe. And it's like, wow, this is a great extremes. If he's not straight to go to which after talking to him I, I kind of can understand what maybe why he did but yeah there were some things that I thought hmm, he doesn't just really seem like super into this and I told him like our first date was just so funny in a lot of reasons but there were certain things that he said that I'm like how do you know what brand shoes I'm wearing or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like not expecting him to be as you know always spray tanned always like he really like took care, like, of okay, took care of himself yeah and I mean he's beautiful and I thought okay like he's definitely in his feminine and a lot some guys aren't at all so that's cool and 
Yeah, it didn't surprise me. Were you attracted to that? Um, so I, you know, the way that he was presented was like this football player. That, right. Um, it also like didn't bother me that much that he was a virgin because I had so much shame growing up um, that, not, that, I, <laughs> that I wasn't. Yeah. And so I think I'm like, oh gosh, like that's really cool. Like if he's doing this for like his faith or whatever. So I think there was part of me that was like working through my own stuff. So I was like, okay, like he's that he's so hot. It's not like he couldn't be with somebody not knowing that he was gay. You know, I didn't think that. And then uh, I just thought, yeah, he was going to be like super masculine. I'm into like really masculine guys. Yeah. Then when we had a first day, I was like, oh, he's a little bit more, you know, metro than I thought. And maybe that's, that's good for me. Cause sometimes being like into like super, super masculine men, like they're not in touch with anything. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. I kept trying to make it work. Cause like I said, I thought, oh gosh, Nate, this is just happening for me. This is what it's, that's how I'm going to meet my husband. But there were always like a few, like just questioning. Yeah. 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 And then I became the bachelorette and I was like, oh my gosh, how, why did they pick me? Because I think they shook it up a little bit with me. Usually they try to pick the girl that's just like perfect little sweet America's sweetheart. And I don't think I was fully that on his season. I have my moments for sure, because that is part of me of just, yeah, like kind and really wanting love. But then there was part of me that was just very honest about how I felt about everything. <laughs> then I felt a little bit, that's where a lot of other things came up. I started feeling like, oh, these guys actually didn't want it to be me. So I was dealing with that so much. What, like, what do you I, mean wait, by that? You mean you just put that in your head? I, I just thought, oh, these guys didn't want it to be me. Yeah. What kind guys? Of, the, the guys that the were on my season. The guys that were on her season. Because they didn't oh. know it was me. They signed up before they knew who it was going to be. Oh, so you in your they head, were disappointed? Yeah, in my head. Oh, that's classic. Like, head. Yeah, head. <laughs> like yeah. just being in your head. No, I genuinely thought like your I, mind I is was not very... Oh. And that's why I think I picked the guy that I did because he was honest at the beginning, but, but not fully, <laughs> but not fully. He was like, hey, like I came on the show for music. And I was like, at least somebody's saying why they actually came on the show. Oh, right. Wow. And so I really did myself a disservice. And then he wasn't fully honest, but I thought, oh, well, at least this guy's saying, hey, this is how it came on the show, but I actually like am really like falling for you. And I'm like, oh great at least he's telling me the truth which is sad that that's like what that's the thing that was the thing right one thousand like I've, right. I've done like a lot of like why i went that way and it felt safer because at least he wasn't giving me the answer that everybody else right. was or what they think you want to hear yeah. all of it yeah and um that didn't work out i he was like dating he, someone which it's and he wasn't honest a, about it a, right yeah he was dating somebody um, while he was on the show while he was on the show i found out through like literally uh people magazine like it was really horrible they were engaged um, like, they were got engaged yeah. on the show and he still like had a girlfriend back at home that was like wait where did you got engaged like yeah who now is my sister-in-law what hold on yes she's Which your sister so weird yeah what yeah. do you mean i do uh yep so yeah my it's <laughs> My life is a reality TV show. Uh, yeah, that is who my brother married last year. 
the girl he was, he was dating, dating his girl mm-hmm. your ex-fiance's girlfriend at the time yep. is now your sister-in-law because yes. she's married you to can't your write brother. this you can't you can't write you it you can't write no. this but hold on how meant to be is that I mean, that's how we're going with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I, I, a more positive spin it. It is. And it, that's what we've worked on in therapy of the, because they are, um, it was wow. definitely really hard for a while. Of course. Um, but, but holy how shit. How did they meet? Huh? How, how did they, they meet? meet? <laughs> I, Your face. That's a whole, I, I think they first talked when my, there was like rumors that something was going on, but my, I wasn't really talking to my family because they liked the other guy. And they when they the met, other, oh, because they met everybody. They met, yeah. So they, your final three were him, sorry, Peter, and, and Tyler, right, 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 Cameron, yeah. And yeah, but they had also been hearing rumblings that like he wasn't there. He might have a girl, but my parents, which I understand, like were the producers said, don't say anything to her, and they kept saying they didn't like him. And I'm like, why don't you like him? And wouldn't say why. So then I just thought, oh, they're just being. So you wanted to like go against it. Kinda, I kind of want to go right? against it because they weren't telling me why they didn't like them. And it really made me mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so anyway, didn't work out. And but then, you know, I still I think I was really upset with myself because I was realizing like, oh, I did have feelings for these other two guys. And if I would have believed that they actually liked me, I guess. You believed you didn't think they did? I just I thought they I don't know. Your mind was just fucking with you. I know what it is. I figured it out for myself and tell me if this works Mm -hmm. for you. So I always despised when guys liked me. Did not like the way it felt. Mm. I only liked the guy that was unavailable, that wasn't that interested, Mm -hmm. right? And as I came to it, I had this realization that the guys that would like me or say they liked me, I didn't trust because Mm -hmm. I had such a low opinion of myself that for them to like me, I felt like there's something untrustworthy about them. They don't see it. They don't see what's so deeply unlovable about me. I don't trust them. I definitely think that. But then there's this also, it's a TV show thing that I think I could You have that element, right? Yeah. And then what I realized after everything, the first night I was there, I said, my guy's not here. I did. The first time I met everybody, really? I was like, I don't think my guy's here. And then like, I think it was like episode seven. I wanted to stop. I was just like, I, but you know, they're really good at, at getting you to fully invest. So then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to fully go. I'm just going to go fully in. And what I did was gave like four different people, a little piece of my heart. And then you can't do that. And then when it didn't, <laughs> it didn't really work, I wouldn't say like, yeah, don't that. do that. Yeah, don't do that. Wait, was it okay? We could, but like, wasn't it you and Peter that really went for it? Like that was oh, famous. Yeah. That's the infamous thing, right? Yeah, but also I think a lot of that was. <laughs> what does that um, mean? Really is that went true? For yeah, it. it was true, right? Yeah. Th- then fantasy suites, you can like sleep with the people, and her and one of the contestants like really went there. Like, yeah. and they talked times. about it and they talked about it and then they got me to talk about it but <laughs> that's a whole like but that was like the first time where it was like, like very an open well I mean I know girls have been honest and stuff but just because they really put a lot on like oh well, you guys slept together a few yes. times that night and like really 
like talked about her personal business. Yeah, I I never thought it would be something that would be aired because they didn't ever talk about it that openly. And I think I was right. just very trusting. Mm. Wait, um, he said it? I don't remember. No, I said it. You're the one. That, yeah. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I definitely did. Uh, oh, there's so Do much they try back. and like talk you into sleeping with the person no, or is it like you no. can if you want to no, you it's don't very have set to all the room was was a bed I mean it's it's really hard and then there's so much pent-up energy because you're making out with all these guys like for me you're making out with all these guys all the time and then it's like okay stop and then fun. stop and then okay you'll have to like <laughs> okay next guy and it's like there's just so much pent-up fun yeah and Peter was the first guy yeah, that, that was the first that was the first fantasy suite and I think that was just almost like <laughs> you gotta get oh, it I guess I gotta just <laughs> and it really like I I did have feelings for Peter for sure but I do think it could have been whoever was the first person right that she sounds was ready. so bad no, but like but I after think, all that pent-up stuff it makes sense yeah right? I think and you're attracted to all these people that are coming into the yeah, suite and, and we've had in that's the first time that you don't have cameras uh, yeah so I mean did you feel safe about that I feel like I would feel like there was still cameras even though obviously oh, there wasn't. Funny. I mean, obviously I was a little too trusting with everything. Uh, <laughs> I think I just didn't care. <laughs> you were, well, how yeah. old are you? How old you were? I was also like 24. Exactly. You're 24. You're having fun. I was so like, like my hormones were raging at that point. And yeah, it's all these like good looking guys. Right. Yeah. Like vying for you, like everything. Yeah. And you're like. 24 years old yeah then there's but then there's part of me that was like uh I think I caused a lot of my own hurt for sure and then I think I was right because I've talked about it like I also had another uh, Tyler and I had like a little thing Peter and I had a little thing after and there's part of me that was kind of right I think mm. once you're out of the show everything's a little bit different and I think I knew that yeah and maybe they didn't but I did. I think that they did like me and have feelings for me, but life Not outside of the show. Yes. And I think that's yeah. what hurt me even more. Yeah. But I had already hurt them because I didn't choose them too. So it's it's very complicated. Um, it was unbalanced. It's, it's very, a mind game. Yes. And so I had to heal from all that of like, oh, people say they love me, but they really don't. And Oof. you had that though, because you went into it thinking like, oh, they're disappointed that yeah. I'm the bachelorette. So it was also on me. Like I'll, I'll take full responsibility of like, I had already made it up in my head that they didn't really like me. And then like, oh, then they're actually deciding, oh, they actually, now they're, am I charming them? Am I making them, <laughs> am I making them like love me because I am doing the thing, doing the thing. Yeah. That's kind of what I felt too. And there's part of me that wanted, obviously, to make them fall in love with me. Right. Of course. But are they really in love with me? And was it me putting on a show because I am The Bachelorette? Or did they actually, like, see me? It's very complicated. That's so tricky. Um, Very, very complicated. And that's, I'm still working through a lot of that. Also comes from a lot of the relationships I had beforehand, too. How I went into the show also made a big difference. That's why I love watching. Um, this is the first season I've really watched back of The Bachelorette and The Bachelorette Now, Charity. Like you can tell and 
she did a lot of her work before she became the bachelorette, like had trauma in her past, but like, you know, worked with a therapist and figured a lot of that out. You can tell. Yeah. She I seems mean, like I've watched like the first few yeah. and she seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders, good, head, good support yeah. system, like all of that. I didn't watch the last bachelor season, so yeah, I didn't know her. I didn't, I didn't either. Okay. And it's been cool, but I can watch it now being person that's been on that side. I'm like, wow, like she's really advocating for herself. She's confident and knows exactly what she wants. I was the youngest bachelor ever too. Oh, wow. Um, The age thing is also a thing. And I thought it wasn't because I thought I wanted to get married. Like all my friends, I was in Alabama at 22. Right. And so I thought, and when I heard people saying something about my age, I'm like, they don't know. I am ready for this. And at that place and in the size of my world, maybe, but then my world got a lot bigger and I had a lot more experiences and I was not ready. Right. I was not ready. Yeah. I look at this and I'm like, how are they putting these 22 year old girls, you know, in this situation or guys or whomever, like they need to be at least like I don't even know, but like older, you know, I just, I just don't, I don't we know that do, you know. We should do the I'm geriatric be, one. They are yeah. doing, no, they are. They have they the golden bachelor. golden bachelor. Oh, they do? How I'm so old excited. is he? How? 70. Oh. 70. See, I would like That's something hot. like a, th- like um 40. Like, right. I'm telling you, I'm 41. I've uh-huh. never been married. I've been in obviously long-term yes. relationships. I'll be 42 the end of this month. I'm just now feeling like maybe I could. Yeah. Do a bachelorette. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could be the golden bachelorette. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. No, um, I, I do, wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> I do have a question though, because you were saying that you didn't necessarily trust that the guy's feelings for you were a hundred percent. Does that have anything to do with your experience of doing it first and going along with it, maybe despite your feelings? Oh, mm. um. I'm one of the, like, I am one of those people, especially if I want something like, and not because I wanted to, it genuinely was not because I want to win. I wanted to make it work. Like I was like, okay, like I said, thought this was for me. I thought this was all ordained that I was supposed to be on the show. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to work with this guy? Like he's a little bit different than I thought he was going to be. But I looked back at my journals. There was times where I'm like, I don't know. Um, when I went on my last date that he did break up with me, I was like questioning if it was right for me. So I was like aware, but yeah, I think knowing that, um, you're also just talking about this one guy all day. That's not normal. Right. And somebody else is asking about this guy all day. So yeah, I think a lot of knowing what is on that other side made me a little wary of how they actually felt and nothing on them. Like it no, wasn't that I even thought that they were like purposefully trying to play me. I think the environment makes it very easy to get, I don't want to say very enthralled by someone because that's all your life is about right? for weeks. It's the only thing that you're talking about and I'm the only option. So, yeah, I think a lot of my own doubts and and fears came into play on mm-hmm. that show. But and I, a little projection too. To, so much projection. Yeah. So much projection. Yeah. Still think some of my stuff was right though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I could have given them. It might have been a different experience if I was a lot more confident in being in that role. 
maybe not wouldn't have been as good of a TV show, but <laughs> I, I don't think I was ever that confident in the role and trusting of what these guys were saying. To me, that sounds healthy. It is. That's the thing though. Like, that actually sounds healthy. Not, Why should you trust that many people to be in love with you? That's weird. So like, that's where, yes, I needed to go on this journey. I had a lot of healing obviously to do, but I do think there's a lot that I was right in yeah. fearing. Right. Because also like these guys aren't knowing, like I remember, I think they, they did show this, like the guy that I ended up getting engaged to they gave him my best friend's number for her to be able to Zoom with me before I made my decision. And of course, that played a huge role because I was very conflicted. But I'm not talking to my family and my friends. And I feel like at that time, I really, my best friend, like, I really trusted her opinions and they knew that. And that like definitely played a into did she zoom all the last no, three just, just with the one that i ended up being with and that was big but he didn't know her he didn't ask to do he did not ask to do that they gave him the idea uh you know okay got or it. they were talking about it and then maybe he asked but they had they played yeah, into they played it into of course. that they're, they're producing a tv they're show producing a tv show sure. and i was so conflicted because the other relationship, final two, progressed slower because of my own insecurities, but also having my spidey senses out too now. But I didn't know. I, I like changed it up so quickly with like, I thought Peter and Jed, who I was with, were always going to be my final two until like literally like before the fantasy suites. And then I'm like, I, I think it's Tyler. And, but that messed up the narrative. Mm, right. And so that was not being fully... As supported sometimes because, you know, the only people you're talking to are people who are making a TV show. So you're, you're, they're going through, (laughs) yeah, you're going through like your thoughts. And so you're always like, fine, anytime you're trying to get feedback. So I think it all worked out the way it was supposed to now, but it's so complex. And that's, I have so much compassion for anybody on the show. And I do not like to shit talk or question people's decisions on the show now that I've been on it because you have no idea the complexity of making just like one decision on that show and how many hands are involved or how much you didn't see. So whenever my boyfriend and I watch the show and he says anything, even if it's like what everyone's saying, I'm like, we don't know what just happened. Yeah. I get very defensive <laughs> for anyone, even right. if they are a piece of shit. I'm like, we don't know. Maybe he was told to say, maybe he was put in this situation. Maybe right. he didn't actually want to do that. And so, uh, yeah, that was my experience. Yeah. Do you ever regret it? <laughs> yeah. Do I ever regret it? No. When people say they don't regret anything, I, I, I don't really believe that. Like there's a lot of things. If I hurt someone, I... I wish I could take back any hurt that I've ever made somebody Mm -hmm. feel. But the way like life works, it's like if you change one thing, then some of the best things in your life may not happen. So I have to believe and I I trust that. But yeah, there are some decisions that I made that maybe I, I regret because they were made in fear or in something to do with me. And I uh, reacted instead of responded 
So yeah, there's things that I wish I would have done differently, but ultimately like it was my journey and I'm very thankful for all the other wonderful experience. There's there's some hard things that we've talked about, but there are also some like wonderful, magical moments that really changed my life. I'd never been outside of the country before. And right. like anytime I go, like this past year, I went to Europe for myself for like seven weeks and I messaged the executive producer and I was just like, I just want to say like, I just thank y'all for allowing me to see that the world is so big and now I'm getting mm -hmm. to do this for myself and I will always be thankful for that especially right. that they just opened my world up in a way that it felt so small yeah with such a positive yeah message and yeah. spin on it you know and mm -hmm. all these experiences you go through in life and if you can look at and take like even one positive out of it you know and you grow from it and it really does shape you. And I believe in like, not regrets, but I, I like what you said. I believe in regrets. I believe in regretting every <laughs> fucked up decision I made. But like, yeah, like if you just look at like, maybe I would have done something different, said mm -hmm. something different, but like not harping on it and just accepting and just believing that everything is happening for you. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And like, I definitely grown so much and I learned so much about myself and I think a lot of times people that do these shows and for, even for me, you have to like, you need to take a step back because you can kind of focus on the ways that things didn't go your way. Mm -hmm. Right. But I really like think I have everything that happened happened because now I can look back and also say like, hey, there was a lot of things at play. Like it might've been a little bit different. Here's where I contributed it. But also know like, yeah, they're making a TV show. This is their job. This is how they're feeding their family. And yeah there was a lot of fun that came out of it. And who knows what I would be doing now. Right. I would probably have like three babies. <laughs> barefoot. Um, Do they really give you a lot of alcohol? People are going to be like, I thought you were fucked up the whole time. No, <laughs> I was on Accutane when I was on The Bachelor and kind of at the end of the uh, just like weaning off of it when I was on The Bachelorette. So I wasn't allowed to drink. That's I could good. Have, yes, that was good. Mm -hmm. But people are like, so you did that completely sober. Yes. <laughs> and then as The Bachelorette, I don't know how people could drink the whole time as The Bachelorette because you're. I was already just so tired. And when I drink, I get tired. So I would have like a glass of champagne maybe a day. I mean, nice day. <laughs> like when I had cocktail parties, but I couldn't even like, you're talking the whole time mm -hmm. or making out. Right. So <laughs> I had like one of the dates was like a whiskey tasting. So mm. I got drunk that, that day for <laughs> sure. Um, and there was like maybe one other day that I drank a little bit, but it was never like out of control for me. But I also had those own limitations on myself and I was taking medication that made it to where I shouldn't drink. But that was also like, I never really drank before, but when I was dealing with everything, that's when I started drinking a lot. Mm. And that wasn't me at all. Yeah. And I would drink, have like a, a cocktail at a good restaurant that has good cocktails, but I'm not like drinking that much. Right. There are people that drink a little bit too much on that show for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I feel like, I don't know, when I used to drink, if I were to have to watch it back, that would be really uncomfortable <laughs> well, there are sometimes you know? like i just hadn't eaten that much and 
you know, even half a, I am such a lightweight. Like I'm talking like half a glass of champagne. You can just like tell for me, I'm not being like stupid or anything, but I am like, man, I can kind of feel it. So it doesn't take much at all. And yeah, there are certain times I'm like, oh my gosh, I can tell that's like the day that I drank a glass of champagne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad that I had that limitation put on myself right, too. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like you're making these like life decisions. I don't need to be, right? I need to be sober. <laughs> right. For the most part. Yeah. Now afterwards. <laughs> Different story. I, I was like, I can't be sober right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, maybe like just, I know our time's almost up. So maybe a couple of fun questions. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. I have to put my glasses on. You do. Her these? transitional lenses, by oh, the way. Don't make fun. Oh my gosh. She I makes- got some of those and I can't wear them. You got transitionals? Or transition? Oh no! Oh, tra- oh, no. oh this. They yeah, turn into sunglasses. Yeah. Too. Oh, I was thinking it's the ones that have like the two. The bifocals. I have bifocals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, these are not bifocals, but they make fun of me because they're transitional. Um, I think they're cute, though. Thank you. They yeah. are cute, right? Thank you. They're like I like them. I like them too. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. And if I go outside, you're they're protected. Sunglasses. That's right. <laughs> All right. If you had to date one of these people, who would you choose? A hoarder, an Elvis Presley impersonator, or someone that speaks in a fake British accent? <laughs> like always speaks in yeah. a... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never it... been to England. You know, someone okay. that just puts it on. Um, I guess the uh, Elvis impersonator. I think. <laughs> I think. Or, yeah, I mean, because that would be fun sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I like Elvis. Right. I'm related to Elvis. As what? So, yeah. What do you what? mean? Like very distant. But yeah, my family, one of my family members did all the like ancestry stuff. And it's like the Native American in us. There was like this one, um, there's like a book about her, but she had like a, a bunch of uh, daughters and he comes from one of the daughters and my family comes from one of the others. So like, yeah, oh we're kind of related. Oh, You're that's totally so cool. related. That was my, um, whenever my fun fact when I was little, I would oh. say I'm related to Elvis Presley. I mean, that's, oh my God, that's really cool. cool. But like that's very, very cool. Yeah. That should I have like been it. like when you're on the show yeah. and they have those like tagline. Yeah. Elvis Presley's related relative. to Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you had to adopt one celebrity, who would it be? Uh, probably the... Uh, Alex Earl right now, because I need her to teach me how to do all the stuff. Like, how do I do my makeup like that? Do you know who Alex Earl is? No. TikToker? No. Oh, you, gosh. Now you're, you got to know who Alex Earl is. Probably <laughs> her right now, because she's just like the queen of TikTok. And she does her makeup and she's fun. And she'd probably make me be a little Love fun. It. I'm going to look her up. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I don't know how these, like, the TikTok. I, I don't know how to contour. I don't know how to do any exactly, of it. Exactly. Do you? No. Okay. No, I'm you? trying. I mean, you contour? I have contoured. I wouldn't say I contour. Are you a contour? <laughs> yeah, I'm a contortionist. But do you do it? Like if you do your makeup? I have, but it's not something I do. Huh. Also in this question, I was thinking adopted has to be somebody younger than me. But if it wasn't, it would be like Reese Witherspoon or Jennifer Garner because I just think they're so fun and sweet. I want them to adopt me. There you go. Right. Just a f- yeah, they're in your family now. You can adopt them. Yeah, yeah, that works. That's what. And then we, <laughs> then we'll have little Alex Earl, and she'll do, she'll make up for everybody. Yeah, she'll <laughs> tell us like what what we need to be doing. Oh, I want to look at times. Me too. How do you feel about partners keeping memorabilia from past relationships? I think that's okay. 
I have a little box of like <laughs> memories for sure. Um, but there's at my parents' house. I was going to say, I don't does, keep it with me. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, does he know that you have it? Um, he. I don't care if yeah, he does like, or not. Right. Like, it's just like it's not something that I'm going and looking at. I have it because also I had like a little album of like being the bachelorette so i have that's that's yeah. kind of what i have and yeah. then like a few little like one thing from each relationship just because yeah. one day i'm gonna have a daughter and i can talk about these things and what i learned so right. i don't think it's weird now if i had it like it's not my parents like i said it's not my parents yeah, house yeah. if it was like out where i could easily get to it's it just all the time on your table. end table <laughs> that's weird yeah like it needs sure. to be like in an attic that it's not easily it's not yeah and i don't access. know if i would have it without it being at my parents house but I do have it. <laughs> so I would think it was weird if it was something that you ever caught them looking at. Sure. And they, were, and they weren't like very open about it. It would be weird if they that were like, like slam the box. <laughs> yeah. But if it was like funny and they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, like I was putting this um, thing that you gave me in this box. And I don't know. Actually, who knows? Maybe I, <laughs> right now I think it's fine because I have one at my mom's. <laughs> so I hopefully Adam's okay with but that. But when you yeah. find his, is it going to be okay? You're like it depends on yeah, what's in actually, because I'm I'm confident in our relationship and how right. he feels about me. Good. What if it's like a girl's like underwear? No, that would no. be really weird. Okay, good. Like I'm talking <laughs> okay, like good. a picture from like yeah. a memory yeah. or like a, a something that's important or, to him. Yeah. That wasn't just because of this other girl. I think right. that's the difference. If it's like. A lot of love letters and that's kind of weird. That would be weird. Yeah. A little bit. It's a little weird. Yeah. What do y'all feel about it? It's it's a tough one. It depends. It's it's very it's it's uh it depends on what's in there for sure. And I would want them to share it with me. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. You wouldn't want to know. I've come across what looks to be like memories, and I've just been like, I'm gonna let that lie and not look in it and not Huh, see, because I feel like we're all kind of entitled to our own like privacy. I, I agree with that, but and, I do think there's yeah. something special. Like I will always ask him about like who is you like. I don't want to talk about this. I'm oh, like, I don't want to know. But I'm like, what like did you love about your ex girlfriend? I'll ask him really? because I like to know like what drew him to a certain person, and maybe that's because my um, dating life is so um, public. Right. Maybe. Yeah. So that's maybe why I'm like that. Um, but yeah, I like to know how he met, like why he decided to date somebody, why it ended, what was like a really cool experience you had together. Cause then I'm learning about him too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's really, really open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very evolved. And caring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want I'm not a know. jealous person though at all. And I'm not like, um, yeah, I, that's not what I struggle with. Is that with everyone? Yeah, I don't feel like I've ever been like jealous. I'm always like, if you do something, I'm going to find out. Now, my heart has been hurt. Yeah. I've been hurt. But I'm not, um, I don't put that on another person that's on our relationship. And like, what is she doing? It's like, no, what did you do? Yeah. And I'll find out eventually. And yeah, so that's not something I really struggle with. So I like talking about other times that he's been in love and how he got to be with me. Okay, what do you find unforgivable? Um, well, just lying and being dishonest. Like that is so big for me. I think sometimes I'm honest to a fault. 
So I really require that. And yeah, lying about really anything. Because even if it starts with little things, it's like, why did you lie to me? Uh-huh. So I am, I'm so done with that. Yep. Yep. Very triggered by that. Yep. Yep. And I get it. I just don't, that's not somebody I want to spend my life with. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like just, yeah. Honesty is key. All right. Should we, one last one? Or How do you, do you keep go? things exciting in a long-term relationship? Wait, how long have you been with? Two and a half years. Okay. Okay. We were talking about that the other night. I think it's continuing to really date, like planning special moments. And I was like, even if it's just like, we haven't been this great about that recently because I've been so busy. I'm like, even if it's just like, hey, I booked us this like fun hot yoga class and then we're going to go and have a smoothie at the park, like really intentional time together. I think makes a big, big difference because it can be really easy in a um, when you're living with somebody, a long-term relationship to get just so lazy and it's you do the same routine and also having the communication to say, hey, I feel like we're getting lazy right. and like, mm-hmm. I need you to plan a date. Right. So I think that is how we've kept things fun and exciting because we do exciting things together. Do you live together? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you guys are in it. We're in it. You're in it. Yes. And it's been great. But he's also been really great about just allowing me to go on my own journey with healing. And I'm really happy just like where we're at and what we're doing and trying to not care what other people think our timeline should be. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Nobody's. That's great. Timeline. It's nobody's (laughs) business. Yeah. Really. We're going to end on one just silly one. Stranded on an island. Three people. Okay. You can only save one. Oprah, Amy Schumer, or Channing Tatum. Who do you save? Oh, God. <laughs> You're going to live the rest of your life on with that this island one person. with that person. Yep. So who's it going to be? Like the unhealthy part of me wants to say Channing Tatum, but I think <laughs> um, I would say Oprah because I feel like she could really help me mentally get through it. We could help each other. But the unhealth, the part of me that also wants to, uh, you know, make Procreate. this island a village. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if that's unhealthy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's also one of those things. Tends, oh, shit. I was still going to say Oprah. Well, <laughs> we would, she would help me. I need people that help my mind the most. There you go. Yeah. Don't we all? I think you. What? What? <laughs> Who would you pick? Who, who would y'all pick? I'd pick Channing just because I'd want to make yeah. more humans and like procreate and all that. I think Rachel would 100% choose Amy Schumer and and date her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's so I fun. love her and I would save her. Is that no. who you would say? Yes. Because you know what? We would have a fucking fun time yeah. on that island. <laughs> Y'all would have fun. We would have so much fun. Like, that is who I would want to spend all day with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, man, mine's not going to be as fun for sure, but... <laughs> no, but I'm yours like, is... I'm like, I'm a, maybe it's just the stage I'm in. I'm like, good choices. <laughs> it's not about being fun. It's about somebody helping me be happy and present and not freak out because we're on a stranded island together. Right. 
I might know. not be that fun. That's a smart choice. Yeah, it is. I, totally I thought all the choices it. were really None's great. None's a bad option. No, they're all great options as far as I'm concerned. I love that. That's why we put them out there. <laughs> we, we wanted to make it really hard because they each they're offer something different. Yes. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going Schumer. You're going Channing. I am. You're going Oprah. We all had we different. See, we all have all. different. We all have different islands yeah. and we're all going to be happy with our choices. Yay. And I'm going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Hannah, thank you so much. And you're just so beautiful and open and wonderful. So we're so happy you came. No, talk thank you all so much. And congratulations so on fun. your new podcast. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's been a it's been a wild ride, but I'm grateful to where I am today and all the fun things I'm getting to do. So thank you all for chatting with me yeah, about it. Absolutely. Thank you. Olivia, now we can tell Rob about Olivia's adventure to California adventure. Olivia went hard. (laughs) I've gone really hard for a long time now. But I think the part Rachel cares most about. It's those transition lenses really got (laughs) me out of. uh, Did you wear those all day at California adventure? All day. Of course. Why else would you have them if it's not for an amusement park? Right. Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. You know what I realized when I was at the park? What? That I'm basic. Explain. My outfit. I was wearing the same thing as every girl there. Did they all have transition lenses too? (laughs) (laughs) I started a worldwide trend. I was wearing a black like sports bra tank top and black biker shorts with tennis shoes and my Mickey Minnie Mouse hat and a fanny pack. Okay. As was every single chick there. Let me add, when you went to Disneyland last year, you were wearing the same thing. Correct. Because (laughs) when you wear those biker shorts, you feel invincible. You feel like you can do anything. They're so comfortable. There's no chafing, you know. Chafing? Yeah, chafing. Or chafing. You mean chafing, I think? Uh, I'm sorry. I mean... Chafing. <laughs> There's no chafing. Chafing. Like, it's chafing. Yeah. Chafing. <laughs> I can't say it. Say chafing. It. It's chafing. Chafing. Stop, Rob. It's chafing. <laughs> don't mess with her. I don't even hear the difference between what you're saying. <laughs> I really don't. But you know, it was so hot, you had to wear shorts. You can't wear jean shorts. Oh yeah, jean shorts. Because if you get wet on a ride, That's my whole what thing I'm saying. is jeans are no bueno because of the water rides. Biker shorts are not jean shorts. No, you don't know what. Biker Do you bike shorts in jean shorts? Uh, well, Rob? I thought you meant like biker, like motorcycle shorts. What? So like cut off denim <laughs> shorts, not. Like, when is that a motorcycle short anyway? Okay, those sorry. Are, those are motorcycle I shorts. I don't feel like shorts on motorcycles are welcome. Anyway, well, continue. You, and you can't do pants because it's too hot. Right. So you were in biker shorts along with every other female at Disneyland. Well, you know what even trumped that outfit? What? Is the same exact outfit, but a one piece. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. Those That's are happening. What everyone was wearing with their mini mouse hat. How do you pee? And- like that is a big deal. Oh. Well, you just take it off. Yeah, but that's always like you're naked in a restroom at Disneyland. Okay, so, Rob is showing me a very uh, inappropriate picture of a girl on her motorcycle in very short shorts. Short jean shorts. That's me. <laughs> this is the outfit you described, actually. Oh, my God. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Any Hulhauser. 
any Huel Hauser, I discovered that I was very basic. And but what wasn't basic <laughs> was my son Shepherd. <laughs> so we, he, Rob, you know how little Shepherd is. Mm-hmm. We stood in line and Jeff like passed him by in the line for what is it called, Rachel? What? The, the Jenny Pass or which I went? Oh, for Guardians? No. Yeah. Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. Have you been there? Do you know there? what that ride is at Disneyland, California? I Richard? know what it is. I've not been on it. Oh, this isn't going to land on you then. I didn't realize this was Disney also. I thought you were at some like... No, California Adventures. Yeah, I know. Disneyland. I know. Well, now I'm realizing that. But oh, I thought this geez. was just some like country fair Have you were at. Have you not done it? Uh, I think we did it when oh we went. I thought I was at a I've country only been once. fair. At a country fair. No, that was me. I went to a county no, fair. No, that was last weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You went to a county fair too. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So go on. So Guardians of the Galaxy is a really intense ride where they take you to the top of the building and drop free you. fall, free fall. Like mm-hmm. it's the most insane feeling. So I didn't know what it was. Neither did Jeff. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's take Shepard and Elliot on. Shepard's four. And Shepard's allowed on this ride? Well, here's the thing. So <laughs> we went fast because we had the passes where you kind of cut the line because of his disabilities, not because we're spoiled. So we walk up and we're right about to get on the ride. And the lady comes up and she's like, I'm sorry, sir. We're going to have to measure your son again because he looks too small. So they go to measure him. He's not like standing up completely straight. She's like, I've got two fingers. He can't go on the ride. Finally, Jeff's like, put your arms up straight to get him to stand up straight. And someone from the crowd yells, he made it. And everyone starts cheering. It was like one of the most triumphant moments I've ever experienced. It was so cute. Did he actually make it? Or this person was just now pressured to let him on the ride? Correct. So we go on the ride. It's the most intense feeling of this kid was so traumatized. Like he was stuck still for like 30 minutes after the ride with his face <laughs> frozen. He reenacts it now, Rachel. I'll be like, How, what was the up and down? And he just stares like he saw a ghost. He was absolutely traumatized. And afterwards, we're like, we are the worst parents in the world for bringing our baby on that ride. It was they not- They took their four-year-old on like the most intense- And somehow forced kidding. your way onto it. Oh my God, I died. When she told me, all she said was, because you know, we are avid Guardian of the Galaxy goers. And- she goes, we took Shepard on Guardians. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's four. I died. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the funny part is everyone there wanted him on it, too. It wasn't just us. It's no so one, much no fun. one warned you. That no. ride is so, it's Briar's favorite ride. That is her favorite ride. When we got off, Elliot was like, my stomach's in my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sitting down or are you hanging? You're, or? you're sitting, sitting down. down, Rob. I want to go just for you to experience I'm, I'm it. I'm not going to ride that. You're not going to ride that? Oh, Actually, no, you have to. You have to ride that. What do you mean? I don't get motion sickness on roller coasters. It's not like that. You'll be fine. It's not motion. You it's just not said you go to the thing. top and then drop. You free fall, but you don't. It's not like a roller coaster windy. You're just straight. Yeah, yeah that's where I get you're gonna, You can do it. <laughs> He'll be fine. If Shepard can do it, you can do it. <laughs> it sounds like he can. You said he was traumatized. The only ride I got motion sickness on was like a tractor ride that like spins you around. Puke. Oh, you went on that? Yeah. I had to. Yeah, of course. I have to do all the things too. Shepard hated it. He hated it? 
hated it. Interesting. I know. My, you know, so I went to the Orange County Fair and there was a ride. So we went with our friends and, you know, Stella, she's 11. So she wanted to do the bigger rides, but I think they needed adults to go with them or something. Anyway, her and her friend and like no one was volunteering. So of course I step up. What ride? Oh, Lord. (laughs) One of the most, you know, one of the ones you look at and you're like, there's no chance in hell I'm going on that ride. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. One of those like zipper type. Yeah, like that. But it's higher and you flip around (laughs) and you go around and like the whole thing. I get motion sick too. But like, of course, I'm like, well, I'm going to go because that's just how I roll, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, because you can't not. I can't not. (laughs) Because you're too not. codependent. I, no, yeah. I I wanted the kids to be able to go on it. Exactly. I would have done it too. Of course you would have. Because we are yes people. I had to yes. go on this roller coaster so Briar could ride it. You know, it's just what you do. I like roller coasters. Like the Incredicoaster was so much it's fun. It's so much fun. It's so good. You don't like roller coasters at all, Rob? No. Oh, Nothing? Nothing. Not a single, what are you going to do? You're going to have to go on yeah. with your kids. Yeah, going to be like, you're going to have to go on. Or does Natalie do that? Or does Natalie, Natalie like it? Natalie will do it. Oh, look at him. Does she like him? Yeah, she's fine with him. All right. Well, that's a good partnership because you need to have someone that's willing to do all the things. I don't think Calvin is exactly going to be jumping on roller coasters though either. Really? He will he gets, at he some point. He throws up in the car on like, 45-minute road trips. That's right. (laughs) So I don't know about him doing those. We had to do the kid swap thing where you go and you go and then Elliot goes with me and Uh then swaps out and goes with Jeff. Yeah. Because Jeff and I both wanted to go on. On the credit coaster? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun one. Briar went on once. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't like going upside down, but I'm working on it. (laughs) I like it. I do too. I love roller coasters. I get sick sometimes because after I had a kid, I get motion sickness, but I'm still down. I love all that stuff. It's only if they spin me around do I get sick. Spinning is not great. But like water parks, that's what scares me. Because like water scares me. Okay. Because like drowning. Yeah. (laughs) You think you're going to drown? I always have the visual, like if you're at a water park and you're in one of the tunnel ones, that like something's going to happen. It's going to get blocked up and you're going to be stuck inside the tube and... Water's going to fill up? Yeah. That's never going to happen. But you know, but that's where my brain goes. Just like you guys, how I told you a few weeks ago, my fear of a snake being in the toilet when you go to the bathroom. Did it happen? I sent it to you. There's been two things I've seen. You're finding this on the internet though? This wasn't like a personal friend that sent you this? Rob, the video is there. It's not fake. I know it's not fake, but yeah, you can find a video of anything on the internet. I wasn't looking for it. It just fell into my lap. It's because we talked about it and your phone listens. I don't know, but I definitely sent it to you guys. Yeah, it was when we were at dinner. Oh, and oh, yeah. you didn't see it? Yeah. Okay. She I kept saying like, this bitch is texting me. That's right. This bitch always texts her. You kept mumbling every time a text would come <laughs> in from Rachel. Shut up, Rob. I did not. You, you, you absolutely did. Shut up. <laughs> did I say Rachel's texting us? Yeah. And you're like, what is well, this? Maybe I what said the Rachel's fuck does she want? And then you like threw your phone. Yeah, well, you should have brought up that there was a, there was a fucking snake in a toilet. I reacted okay. to it. What'd you say? I oh, just, you mean on the like, text? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry. It was she, was she was too busy. Because you guys never thought of it ever. And now I prove that it can happen. And it is 
of genuine fear. Well, I, okay. Well, I think it brings <laughs> up a bigger conversation. How do you feel about people being on their phones when they're at dinner? Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. Only reason, like, if I'm at dinner and my phone's out, it's because I'm away from my kid and, like, just in case, right? No, it's fine if you, like, go and text a little, like, if you have to, like, yeah, respond like, to something. Yeah, but, like, sitting there on your phone right. is not... That doesn't... No, yeah, it's so not if a good that's look. why I didn't look. Well, you have to look after, though. That's the problem is, like, if you don't look in the moment, then you don't see the things. Oh, Jeff lectures me this every day, that I have to look at the messages yeah, because then you don't sense. see it. You miss a lot. Rob goes to the bathroom and sees everything. Yep. You know what? That was a beautiful bathroom. It was a nice bathroom. The whole bathroom experience, the whole experience was beautiful. Last last time I was there, some woman was in the bathroom there and did not lock the door. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I opened it like mid, mid crouch over the toilet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <gasps> I saw Barbie. Is that what you wound up doing yesterday with Jeff? No, I ruined Jeff's day yesterday. What happened? I did. I ruined it. What did you do? Well, we were supposed to go spend the day and do something special because we had our nanny. Yeah, you told us we can't do any work this week because <laughs> you've got special week with Jeff. Yeah. And? And, and uh, I slept through it. I went to sleep. <laughs> went to sleep when? Well, we were watching a comedian that was like, we're okay, we'll relax, watch a little TV. Like 11 a.m.? What, what's the timing of this? I think I slept from maybe 12 to 3. <gasps> I slept the day away. How do you nap for that long? Yeah, that's a long nap. Here's the thing, guys. I have not stopped. I know, but like, I all. still couldn't nap. For that long. I walked for nine hours at Disneyland in 95 degree heat. Hold on. So you slept from 12 to three. What was Jeff doing? He ended up reading because I guess he was trying to watch a movie and I was hitting him, like turn the TV off. (laughs) So he read. Was he mad? He wasn't happy. (laughs) He was like, I thought it was supposed to be our special day to like spend time together and you slept for three hours. He's like, I just brushed my teeth. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Oh no. Well, did you make it up to him once you woke up? It was a hard recovery. Yeah. I could see that. Mm -hmm. The rest of the night was trying to recover. Three to three to eight. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. We watched Shrinking and our comedian. Wait. So when did you see Barbie? The night before. With who? Jeff. Oh, okay. So you guys mm-hmm. had a date night? Yeah. Okay. Wait, the night before, after Disneyland, you went to the movies? Before Disneyland. So two oh, nights night before. before. Di- got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, just, yeah, your timeline's all scattered. I needed a break, you, you need guys. a nap. <laughs> yeah, I needed That's a nap. That's an epic nap. You and Leah are epic nappers. I am not. I cannot sleep more than 20 minutes. If I fall asleep during the day, it's 20 minutes. That's it. That's me too. I can't. I wish I could. Do you know how amazing I could go all day? Yeah. But to me, that signifies that I needed it. Well, yeah, of course you needed it. But oh, I feel for Jeff. I do. I know. You're such a, she's, she's a better, she's a better sister wife than I am. am. When I'm doing stuff like that, she's like, how could you do that to him? (laughs) So what's on the agenda today after this? Is he well, gonna we're play, packing. Is he going to play that guitar at you? 
Oh, you saw Barbie too. No, but I've heard. Will you stop? I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't want to know anything. I'm going to go see. You know what? Maybe I'll go by myself today while Briar's at cooking camp. You should. If you want me to, I will happily see it again with you. On your romantic day with Jeff again today, you're going to go see a movie with <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> you're packing for the lake. Now they're going for the, to a lake for the weekend. She has not. We were supposed to go to Raging Waters today. <laughs> I canceled. She canceled and I'm very grateful. Which lake are you going to? Nasiameno. Where's that? Yeah, where is that? By Paso Robles. Uh, oh, you're going all the way up there. That's yep. That's by Santa Barbara? Or? No, it's nor- It's like North? inland it's like of inland. Cambria, right? Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Or am I thinking of... No, I'm thinking of... Yeah, no, it's whatever. inland of Pismo Beach. Yeah, so yes, yeah. it's like three and a half hours mm-hmm. or so. Three and a half hours, yeah. yeah. I think we might go to Mammoth again. Oh, yeah? Oh, in really? September. Oh, in September? Is there what, still snow? When? <laughs> The 16th, Andrew Bird's doing some like cool outdoor concert. Oh, that's fun. That would be cool. An outdoor concert in Mammoth. You taking the whole fam or are you going with your boys? I'm trying to convince, I'm trying to convince Natalie that it's a good idea. (laughs) Good. Or if it's not, then I'll just take Calvin with. Really? You love that. He's your favorite concert buddy. Ride or die. That's really cute. It is cute. It's very cute. See, if Jeff were to do that, that's the thing is that I suffer from FOMO. So Jeff will be like, don't worry, you can hang out at the house. I'll take the kids to the beach or I'll take the kids to go see a movie or whatever. I'm like, mm, I can't. I got to go. <laughs> the harder sells the drive up to Mammoth for her. Oh, what is yeah. it? Like six five, hours? Five. No, it's like five. five. It's like four and a half, five. Yeah. It's it. Well, with a baby, that's rough. Not if you stop. Like stop for lunch. Or you roll like Olivia and Jeff do. They just go at night every time so the kids sleep, whether it's plane or car, plane, train, yeah. or automobile. Yep. Right? That's what we do. You guys, I have a question. On Instagram, I keep seeing this like at number. Why does everybody have like... That's your, th- your <laughs> threads. Your threads. Yeah. You have to... What number threads you were. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you know what threads I'm is? I'm laughing. Why am I laughing? I'm laughing because <laughs> no, but like it's like there's either like millions or like they're like what does it mean? <laughs> it's the the number that you join thread. It's the number like user I'm you are. One hundred thousandth. Do you have it on yours? To join. Yeah, let me look. I'm like a hundred million or something. Yeah, I'm a hundred million plus. After a certain amount, they just put plus. A hundred million plus. That's because I held out a little bit. Is this something I need to know about? Oh, you're a hundred million plus. Wait, what is my mom talking about, Rachel? What? She just texted me, Rachel's going to be on Kelly and Ryan in a few minutes. Is it a rerun? I mean, it has to be a rerun. <laughs> are you on Kelly and Ryan? <laughs> are, or? You, or you might be late. <laughs> it might be a little late. Got to hop on a plane. Okay, so that's the threads. That's like the Twitter thing you were talking about on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Am I supposed to be on that? I have it and I have not used it once. Me neither. I joined just because I'm supposed to be on the <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. Clearly not that tight on the pulse, though, if you're 100 million plus. I don't need right. to do it, right? I don't even know what it is. Let me ask you guys something. Like, you feel the same as you get older, like your birthday doesn't matter, right? Oh, yeah. I haven't cared about my birthday in many, many moons. Well, it's because it's all about kids. 
Like all I care is that like my kid has her birthday, my kid's happy on my birthday and they don't care. Does that track? I don't care if my kid's happy on my birthday. Why? What, yeah, what does my birthday mean my to birthday them? Because that would make my birthday knowing my kid is happy. So you plan things for her to do on your birthday that you no, don't want to do? No, but this year we happened to be going to Universal Studios for one of her friend's birthdays, like on my birthday. And I'm like, that's totally fine because like she's happy. Yeah. Right? But as a parent, I mean, I'm asking like, but you don't, it makes, as long as she's happy. I don't happy, even think of my kids for my birthday. You don't think of your kids for your birthday? No. No. So am I weird? Yeah. <laughs> we knew that though already. We knew that. You're not weird just because of this, but this adds to I it. I don't see, see, like to me, my birthday is just like not a thing anymore. And it hasn't been for right. so long that I don't even see what my kids have to do with it. Okay. Right. Yeah, like My birthday was on Saturday and Calvin had soccer practice. He'd still go to soccer practice. Yeah. It'd be a regular day for him. They'd probably like give me a piece of cake or something. <laughs> I would hope so. Maybe go to dinner as Maybe. a family. Now, let me ask you guys, what's your preferred birthday celebratory sweet dessert? I like cake. <laughs> what kind of cake? We actually found this amazing gluten and dairy free cake because the kids can't eat gluten and dairy. And so we always get it. It's just from Whole Foods, like a box cake. And it's phenomenal. Hmm. It's so bomb. So that's your that favorite? with vanilla ice cream. Yeah. What about you, Rob? I have three options. Okay. Oh. Lay it on us. Just like straight up sheet cake from a grocery store. What? Like Costco cake. Rob? Yeah. Fancy pants? Yeah. Uh, it's like nostalgic. Just yeah, it's yeah. A nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. white cake, white yeah. frosting. Yeah. Um. Cheesecake Factory's red velvet cheesecake. What? Wait, you are fucking <laughs> blown right for now. a little while too. Yeah, that was like a fancy place in the suburbs in Chicago. Oh no, I'm feeling really good about this. I'm feeling great. And then third was uh, the milk bar, the milk pie. crack pie that we sent you for your birthday. Yeah, that's my go-to now. Wow, but I'm also not a huge dessert person, other than the crack pie. And, yeah. and but they don't call it that cake. anymore. What's it called? Just the milk bar pie. Milk bar pie. Yeah. Interesting. I'm in shock. I'm in shock. Like I'm in cheesecake shock. factory red velvet cheesecake. That's like, like a forty. That's like a forty dollar cake. I'm so excited though because <laughs> now. Oh, it's on. I'm what? so we're happy. We're going next year for your oh, birthday. We're taking him to cheesecake factory. <laughs> Are there any dishes you like there for dinner first? Yeah. What would you order to eat at cheesecake uh. factory? I didn't even know. I've gotten like the club sandwich. Their menu's huge. It is massive. No kidding. It's it's obnoxiously big. I don't know. Interesting. I'm well, loving this. Me too. Want to know something? It's a, it's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, for sure. But I'm 100%. very, I am so excited about it. Like you're going to get 20 red velvet cheesecakes <laughs> from Cheesecake Factory from us. This is great news. That I'll make my pizzas with. Oh, have you we had still own him his pizza oven, Olivia. Yeah, we do. I know. We do. Have you had the Costco sheet cake? Yeah, it's all you the same. You would love it. It's all the same. You would love it. That's right up his alley. That one's the best one, though. There's like a lot of frosting on it. I don't yeah. like a lot of... Well, I don't like cake. No, you don't. I do not like cake. There's only certain cakes that I'll be like, okay, but I do not like cake. 
Like for my 40th, my mom made me a giant Rice Krispie treat in the shape of a cake. I like Rice Krispie. Homemade Rice Krispie homemade. treats too. There's a difference. Yeah. Agreed. Jenny Mullen yeah. and Jason Biggs cake was like a three-layer huge Rice Krispie treat. And that's why I love her so much. Yeah. For their wedding. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, like I would rather, way rather have. I'm a weird one. And I, I hate chocolate cake, but I love... How can you hate chocolate I cake? I hate chocolate cake, but... I'm not a fan of chocolate cake either. You're not? No. I feel like I need to make you guys this no. one cake. I do not like chocolate cake. Can you do brownie though? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. I can do brownie. Too. I can only do a package, like a box box package brownie. And this is what I do because my great-grandmother used to always do that. She put marshmallows in the batter. I love that. And I did that last night, actually. And it's my favorite. Stuff. I do. Mm-hmm. I'll give I you some. I know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know what our breakfast is going to be. Yeah. It's fantastic. That I love. And I would have that too, but it has to be a boxed. It cannot be homemade fancy, way too rich and blech. So when you make brownies, like let's say Briar and her friends are over. Yeah. And you make brownies. Do you always eat them? Like, do always. you ever make anything and not eat it? Yes. But you do? Like what? Sometimes when I cook a big meal or something, like, or bake something, I won't want it after I do it. Like, give me a, for instance, of something you would bake and not eat, because this blows my mind. I know, because you can't help but not, you can't help but eat. You can't not not. Because you're an (laughs) addict. Right. But like, (laughs) but to put all your time and energy into something and bake it and then not even eat it, help me. Like if you eat too much of the batter. Oh, you're eating along the way as you're, <laughs> then that counts. Yeah, but not the finished product. I will not eat cake I bake because I don't like cake. But you'll bake it. Yeah, of well, course. Well, if it's like a cake for Briar. I not, love to bake. If you're making cake, you're not making it for yourself. I love to bake. I love making a crumble or a crisp, if you will. Big fan. Ooh, you know what I love that you make that I would love you to make again? Yes. Like next week? My peach crisp? No. Crumble? What? The key lime pie. Oh my gosh, I haven't made that in so long. Yeah. I'll That's make my that. favorite. Briar would love yeah. that too. I'll make that. Will you make a French silk pie? No, that's chocolate. That's the only... <laughs> I'll eat that. What is it? The, like, it's like almost Baker like a square, mousse. It's the like Baker Square like French silk pie. chocolate mousse But it's got a ton of like thing. whipped cream or... Yeah, that's true. ...thing on top. I, I would have like very little chocolate in that if I could. And then they do like chocolate shavings on top. Yeah. You know what I love? The Kona pie from Islands. Love it. Love it. We <laughs> went to dinner the other night with um, a couple friends. Yeah. And the bill came. And mind you, they're new parents, right? So the bill came and or they came to, they're like, would you guys like any dessert? And they were like, no. And we're like, well, we're going to have it. And they were like, oh, oh, you are. Because we had humongous meals, <laughs> right? Like gargantuous steaks and like whatever. And we're like, but you don't have to stay. Like I, you have to get home. Like they have a brand new baby, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're like, wait, but you're going to stay and eat dessert? And we're <laughs> like, yeah. And so they left and we stayed and got dessert. And I feel like we slightly blew their mind. <laughs> They were like, what is this thing? Because we're like, there's creme brulee. I and know. You like, guys okay. love creme brulee. That would never be my go-to. 
They're like, okay, there's creme brulee. And we're like, well, we kind of have this thing that no matter what, if there's creme brulee, we have to eat it. (laughs) And they thought that was bizarre. It is bizarre. You and your creme brulee, you guys have gone on missions to find creme brulee, like only. When we see it on the menu, we look at each other and high five. <laughs> what, if it's a, what if it's a bad creme brulee? I just never had one. Never. Well, it's kind of hard to mess up creme brulee. I've never had a bad creme brulee because here's the thing. The restaurants that serve creme brulee yeah. know what they're doing. Like it's not on every menu, you know? It's not on every menu. And it, I used to love it when like I was a teenager, I think, but I kind of grew out of it and it doesn't do much for me. Interesting. Mm. Key lime pie. I'm going to do that. Okay. That's on the agenda. We'll do a sleepover My in a key lime pie. pie. I make a mean banana pudding too. I love the banana pudding. Love it. Those are my two favorite. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Well, I need to bake. See, I rather would like bake for people and make them happy through my cooking and baking than like talk to them. Make it for myself. Would you say? Then talk to them. A hundred percent. Just stuff their faces so they can't talk and I don't have to have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. But I've noticed the people, let's talk this theory out. Rob, I want to know your opinion on this. What I've noticed is the people that do the most cooking, let's say have a party, dinner party, whatever, but the people that are actually doing the most cooking are the most introverted. And it's like they hide behind that or it gives them something to do. They spend all their time in the kitchen. And then there's the ones that like kind of take the floor and do the social aspect. I think generally that's true. Rachel? <laughs> I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah, I I would be too, but I don't always. Huh. But think of anyone who does a lot of cooking. Is that true? My mom does a lot of cooking and she's not introvert. That's true. I mean, I guess I am. I an introvert, though. Yeah, we've talked about this. You are. Oh, we took a yeah. test. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Here's something I saw. My idea of an amazing party, a board party. Let me explain. Everybody brings a board. There's a chips and dip board. There's a cookie board. There's a charcuterie board. Everyone comes to the party with a board. I think that's a great idea. You know what would be even more fun is that it's like a board game night. And you bring a board oh. and a board. And you bring yeah, a board. Yeah, you're going to pair it with a game night. Sounds like I'd be pretty bored at this. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, you would have to pair it with board games. Of course. That is my ideal scenario, by the way. How I do like you guys that feel? Idea. So you are extrovert, like you talk to people. How do you feel about talking on the phone? You guys talk on the phone nonstop. I know, but nonstop. that's like because we're so comfortable. But I mean, people that like are acquaintances, let's say, and not like your core person people i'm totally fine with it i know you are rob i don't do it so when just like call there's very few people i would just call to you talk cold to. facetime us all the time that's <laughs> different with us <laughs> it's more for the bit when i do it to you guys. i know i know a cold facetime though we've talked about this yeah not okay right it depends on who it is i cold facetime I yeah, like it's fine, like your people that, you know, cold FaceTime. But I'm talking like somebody you don't Outside talk to you all the inner time. inner circle. Yeah. No, that's weird. <laughs> I like to do it sometimes. 
You definitely just randomly, do. Rob. Right now, I dare you. Someone that's not like core Please. people. Yeah. Just call my friend not Joe more. that I haven't talked to in a couple of years. Is someone? <laughs> He's gonna be right now. <laughs> he might answer. You haven't talked to him in a couple of years. He lives out um, east. Wait, how can we get Rachel to do it next? No way. Yeah, someone. Ooh. Do not put it on me. <laughs> He's facing the camera towards me. I wonder if this person. I love it, Rob. See, but he's just down, like, and then he just does it. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> what are you calling stupid? No, just what we're doing. <clears throat> right now, my heart is like palpitating, like my palms are sweating. So I think you're gonna ask me to do it to someone, and nothing makes me more nervous. Why don't you do it to someone you're comfortable with that you don't talk to all the time? You're calling again? No, someone else. Oh. <laughs> Who are you calling now? Another oh, cold one. He'll answer, I think. Who? My friend Matt. Someone that you talk to often, cold. and he's driving. Hey, buddy. Hi, what's up? Just cold FaceTime and some people. Testing the theory. <laughs> Why? Does he still answer? Pretty much. Rachel said she hates when people cold FaceTime her. Who's that? Uh. Rachel Bilson from Rachel the OC. Bilson. Rachel Bilson from the OC. Oh my God. Yeah. Already. You're an asshole, Rob. Uh, what are you guys doing? I'm in Texas. I just went for a ride and then playing Barton Springs and then uh, picked up some guitar pedal and uh, all that stuff. God, I miss you so much, Rob. I miss you too. Um, we gotta um, get Maria. Get... So bad. <laughs> oh, we oh. like Matt. <laughs> oh, we like Matt. All right. Well, have a good drive. Okay, cool. Bye. 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 Wait, wait. We, we appreciate him. Matt. <laughs> How's All right, you're up, Rachel. No, we're done yeah. now. We can't follow No, why that. don't you do someone that you're like comfortable with? Nope, not doing it. Palms what? are sweaty. You know who we need to talk to is George because he was telling me all these code words. What do you mean? And I didn't know what they meant. Oh, and like I said- The new lingo? Like the lingo. What it is was, it? Well, he was telling me all like the terms for like- I guess gay men have like a whole world of codes for what kind of guy you are. And he knows like each one. He's like, oh, he's a FaceTime George. Ask him. Okay. Okay. We got to put it on the mic. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to start here, though, so he can see me. Oh, are you in bed? Yeah, I'm getting over COVID. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had COVID, babe. I know. Sucks. Are you okay? Actually, yeah, I'm better for sure. Oh. I don't even sound as raspy as I did. You're on FaceTime with me, Rob, and Olivia. So don't say anything oh, about Olivia. Right. Um, She was saying that you know all these code words and like lingo, and we wanted, we wanted to <laughs> know what they were. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not even code words. They're like broadly used terms for like different parts of like the gay community, I guess. <laughs> Is this relevant to what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. No, not at all. Not at all, but Olivia <laughs> felt it was appropriate to just drop this in right now. <laughs> well, what do you want to know? Ask me. What do you, you want to know, Lou? Uh, so I, I want to know. I know he can't hear you. So just, I have to translate. Oh God, here we go. Okay, so just tell him. Just tell like, him. Oh, each he was explaining, he was to, explaining me to me that each, type, that of each guy, type of guy. This is the worst. 
version of telephone I've ever heard. You gotta wait till like, she's finished talking before you start no, saying I'm it. it to George. I know what you're doing, but basically, okay, he's a bear. And then he was telling it, me, he knows. Okay, go. Okay. Basically, like each type of guy in the gay community has a different sort of like term or like animal that relates to what they are. So it's like easy to kind of classify them. I guess in terms of like celebrities, like you could say like Zach Galifianakis would be like considered a bear because he's hairy and like bigger. And then there's otters who are like skinnier and hairy. So that's someone like, I guess an otter would be like um, Zachary Quinto. Okay. And then there's chasers and chasers go after bears. And then there's silver foxes and silver foxes are like jeff like yeah Olivia's i was gonna say jeff <laughs> there's twinks twinks are like justin bieber i guess um <laughs> like hairless and usually in their 20s and then there's twonks twonks <laughs> are like more muscular twinks who are a little bit older and they're like in their 30s um and then there's bear cubs which i guess would be me who is like a mini bear who's like usually younger and not fully bear but like definitely like on his way i mean that's just like your basics and there's probably more but i can't even think of all of them right now well, okay so like so what's rob What's what's Rob? What's Rob? Olivia wants to know. <laughs> Rob's. <I don't... laughs> He's a twink. Well, a twink. Does he have chest hair? No. No. Apparently, according he, to Rob. You answered for me. Is he an otter? What, George? He's a twunk. He's a twunk. Yeah, because he's like. Older than a normal twink. The twinks are in their 20s, but he's like in his 30s or early 40s and he doesn't have any hair. So then he's like a twunk. This is all just based hair. on body hair. If he had like if he was hairy, he'd be an otter. OK. Oh, you have to Got be it. hairy to be an otter. Got it. So like what's Brad Pitt? What's Brad Pitt? Olivia wants to know. Be a silver fox. He's a daddy. Right? He's a daddy. Oh, oh you didn't even daddy. mention daddy. You didn't mention that. Well, oh, I isn't I Jeff a daddy? Silver daddies. Daddies and silver daddies are like very similar. It's just a hair color. <laughs> it's just a hair color is the discerning factor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you so much. We really appreciate your input and I hope you feel better. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> My favorite is the twink and the twonk. What's a twonk? Someone who used to be a twink, but now they're a twonk. Oh my god! Oh wait, George. I guess it's a thing. Okay, missed one. Yes. And then there's zaddies, like Z A D Y. Yeah. That's like a super hot daddy. So I guess that would be Brad Pitt's like a zaddy. Oh, he's a zaddy. A zaddy. Okay. Now, do you have to be older to be a zaddy, or could like a late thirty-year-old be a zaddy, or a forty in their forties be a zaddy? I would say like forty, forty-five, and up could be a. Okay, copy that. Girls are zaddy is the state of mind, but I think zaddy is like 45 up. <laughs> Amazing. Zaddy is the state Amazing. of mind. All right. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was amazing. Okay. Well, you guys, I really have enjoyed catching up on our past week. Same. My favorite takeaway is that Rob loves Red Velvet Cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Same. This is exciting news. How do you feel about Red Velvet? Okay, so I said I hate cake, but I'm like okay with cupcakes, which is weird, right? Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't make a lot of sense. I like, yeah, I like cupcakes too. 
Oh my God, you guys are so annoying. <laughs> I, I was watching a show last night that had cupcakes and. And? I thought I wanted cupcakes. You guys are the same thing, right? <laughs> Just small. <laughs> Yeah. I know, but, but I a don't lot of, like a lot, a lot of, of icing. I do, though. He does. I don't. My favorite cupcake is the banana cupcake from Sprinkles. It's so good. Or like a carrot cake cupcake. Like, I like, you know what I mean? All right. What were you going to say about Red Velvet, though? I don't know that it's fine. And you I know like it's cream just, cheese icing, though. You know Red Velvet's just chocolate. It has really. a little bit of cocoa powder. It's yep. not a full chocolate cake. Yep. So yes, okay. I'm aware. Just making sure you're aware. I don't love red like, velvet. Red velvet's my favorite, but I hate chocolate cake. <laughs> I don't. I like I don't lemon love, too. Oh, lemon I like cake. lemon. I like, mm-hmm. you know, I love orange flavored things. I'm weird. I love chocolate orange because my favorite thing is like a chocolate covered orange peel, dark chocolate. Love it. Sees candy though. You know how we feel. We feel good. We feel great. All right. See everyone next week. Okay, guys.